What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravage Media, but this is, of course, the Trust the Bank podcast. So if you're listening on the podcast platform, make sure to check it out on YouTube. Extra Ravens content every day. And if you're checking it out on the YouTube channel, TTB Ravens Media, uh, make sure to hit the subscribe to see that daily Ravens content. But also, this will be posted on Thursday. The first segment will be posted on Thursday, but new moves possibly could happen. So you might want to just go check out the full podcast. The later episodes will be posted on Friday and Saturday, but go check out the podcast in case any other moves um, come out. We'll be talking about the moves that have already been made by Eric DaCosta, kind of grading those, talk about the guys that got away. And then we have, I think it's my favorite segment, Is This Stupid? I've got a hot take that you know, maybe it's genius. Maybe it's like brilliant, but maybe it's really, really stupid. So go check out the podcast to see that. But let's get into this uh, first segment right here. And what we're talking about is we're talking about what the Ravens have done so far and kind of grading Eric DaCosta. Now, let's start off with the first move that the Ravens pretty much made of the offseason. The first move of free agency um, at like 5 a.m. Uh, Zeitler was signed to the Ravens. What do you think about it, Joshua? Man, we know how the Ravens' front office is. We're pretty much like poachers. Um, we we pick up off on um, guys that get released. Uh, we have a formula, and you, if you don't know what the formula is, um, look at our draft picks. We got back to seven. I'm happy. I'm very happy. I believe we have now a third-round pick as well from our compensatory pick is yeah, right. but the third round pick, I believe, comes from David Culley leaving because of the new rule uh, for minorities changing coaches' positions. But I believe we got a fifth for yeah. something. Yeah, either way, it works for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, you know, Eric DeCosta, guys, if y'all have not been watching, you know, Ravens News, that was one thing he said is strengthening the offensive line. If Lamar Jackson does not have an offensive line, he cannot run. He cannot pass. Nor can J.K. Dobbins, um, a.k.a. Ray Rice 2.0, nor Gus the Bus Edwards, glad to have him back, um, cannot do what they do. So, you know, being able to bring in a, a, a savvy vet, uh, that's somebody I, That's some somebody we really missed on the O-line since Marshall Yonder uh, retiring. Um, actually, thank you, Marshall Yonder, um, if you ever listen to the show, for actually um, helping us out bring Zettler uh, to the Ravens because they Zettler did uh, reach out to Marshall to, you know, get a little background about the Ravens on home. So I love the move. We need it. We need a veteran that, that can understand the schemes that wants to get to, you know, a playoff, possibly a Super Bowl. So I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's a great move as well. I think, well, first of all, Joe Thune got like a ridiculous contract uh, for the chiefs. And he was probably the best right guard available, but like Zeitler was like right behind him. And the Ravens were like, we're going to get this man no matter what. They got his contract and, and it was it was way cheaper. I, I think it was like $10 million a year cheaper, $12 million a year cheap and cheaper, maybe even. Like, like it was just such a good steal for the the value that they're getting. And and like you said, you know, having that veteran presence on the offensive line really helps because you know their veteran presence wasn't there last year like oh. i think who was the oldest was it bozeman was well i guess skirt was probably the oldest but skirt sucked sorry matt skirt i thought it would be ronnie 
Well, maybe it's okay. Well, if it's Ronnie, who's what played, I think Ronnie's played four seasons in the NFL because he got injured in two of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, veteran experience wasn't present. Um, they, they were struggling to get all of that going. And then you bring in somebody who's been a very solid alignment for the last few years. That's all you can ask for. You know, Lamar Jackson, we saw it in the playoff game. We saw it against the Buccaneers, not the Buccaneers, the Panthers. Yeah. I'm sorry, not the Panthers, the Patriots. I, I thought Tom Brady initially, and then I went Buccaneers, and then I thought – I don't know what said Panthers, um, but yeah, you look at what happened in those games, uh, one bad snaps, but also just getting constant pressures. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's great, but running away from defensive ends is not something that he wants to be doing um, 24-7. So he's going to be allowed to you know, set his feet, make good throws down the field, and and hopefully Greg Roman's concepts are good and you know gets those guys open. Um, next, there were there were a couple there were a couple of other moves. Some guys that the Ravens brought back. First one, I think we'll mention it very briefly. Justin Ellis comes back. Now, initially, it was like, yeah, this is a this is a solid move, bring him back. But after the recent news that came out today about uh, a certain defensive lineman in jail, um, having an extra defensive lineman on the roster is pretty good. So I would say uh, that's a that's a big brain play thinking ahead of Eric DeCosta because. Uh, Ravens are already down a defensive lineman, so keeping Justin Ellis, I think, was solid. Um, sucks to see um, who left. I can't think of his name. Jihad Ward. Um, sucks to see him go. Um, obviously, especially after the news, where we are missing an offensive or a defensive lineman now. But Justin Ellis, solid resigning. Uh, anything you want to add to that? I mean, I think it was just a go-to um, move. Nah, I mean, like you said, we keep this brief. I mean, nothing. He definitely brings that veteran presence. Um, when he did get into the games, he knew how to plug, plug and move around and move and um, clog the hole. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's Ravens' identity, getting big guys in the middle that knows how to stop the run, cause, cause distraction, open up those holes for our linebackers to fly through. So I definitely love it. Um, I'm, I'm very upset at our young defensive tackle, but, hey, life happens, peop- uh, and um, this next man up. Yep. Speaking of next man up, the Ravens brought back somebody that both of us, I think, really wanted to. We talked about it um, in our last episode. Yes, bring back Tyus Bowser. Well, we brought back two guys. We said bring back Tyus Bowser and Pernell McPhee. Eric DaCosta, thank you for listening to the show, taking our advice. We are the sole reason uh, for that. So, EDC, you should comment down below. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, damn that EDC put us on that with Ryan Mink and uh, what's his name Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Dow- yeah put us on man <laughs> come on get Casey on the show Um, so or I think it's Cassie um, yeah. overall those moves we talked about it kind of moves that you have to make Uh, you needed the versatility of Tyus Bowser his athleticism to be able to you know cover you know we saw the one-handed pick against the Browns but also he can make big plays I I think he has two maybe even more defensive touchdowns in his career um, coming off of um, I believe he had an interception but I think he's also had some fumble recoveries like he he just is around the ball he makes plays is he is he a 10 sack kind of guy I don't think so but He's somebody who you can put in and you can have him do whatever. He can rush the passer a little bit. He can drop into coverage. And Wink Martindale loves that versatility. And then obviously Pernell McPhee, veteran, edge rusher, um, solid against the run, familiar with the organization. And, you know, I I believe as of right now, um, this is right now, it's 
8.40 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. The Ravens have not acquired some sort of edge rusher like a Melvin Ingram. So I'm assuming, you know, drafting an edge rusher, Pernell McPhee is a good guy to have in that in that locker room to help them out. So overall, my thoughts, great moves. Um, great moves by EDC. Uh, solid money, I believe. It also helped the cap a little bit. But Joshua, how excited are you to have these guys back? Listen, if anybody listened to TTB, you all know Tyus Bowers is my guy. Like, uh, I, I talk about it. He reminds me of a Paul Kirby. He reminds me of a Jared Johnson. The only thing about those guys compared to Tyus, Tyus is better than all of them for the simple fact that he is a schematic guy, but he also can create his own. I mean, hell, we've seen it being done before. And just like McConnell said, he's around the ball. When it's a damn fumble, who, Tyus Bauer picks it up, uh, runs runs so many yards, and he's he's to the house. Oh, out of nowhere, Tyus Bauer drops back, interception. He's that guy that gives the spark. And then on top of that, he's – I believe he's either 25 or – he's in that mid-20 range. You find a guy like that in the mid-20, especially on the defensive side of the ball, he is a dog. We love that. We love keeping our dogs. I mean, granted, I know Ravens Nation, y'all probably upset that we gave away – that we didn't try to fight for Yannick or Matt Judon, but you, you want us to – upsell on guys that um that didn't do nothing so pretty much y'all wanted us to buy let me put it like this y'all pretty much wanted us to buy the charger srt that was going to have that was going to give us like the 2020 srt that was going to give us so many problems versus you know go getting that old school chevy impala you work on it you tune it up put that new engine in that baby get that joint room 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 and you know and you out there like you out there like Vin Diesel? Can you beat my club? So <laughs> I love it. Then you bring a then, then you know. Let's not forget the monster, Derek Wolf, and then you got yeah. and then you got Panamic Fee, two guys that played their asses off against the Tennessee Titans. As far as you know, containing um, Derek Henry, we like we like those type of guys. It's not is it's a beautiful thing having. Whew, excuse me, Ravens Nation. <laughs> it's not Corona. It's not Corona. Don't worry. It's not Corona. It's allergy. But um, <laughs> but Derek Wolf and McPhee, they bring that veteran presence. Not only they bring that veteran presence, they still can play at a high level. They still can get at the quarterback. And then you got guys like you know Brandon Williams. And you still got Calais Campbell's in the middle, maintaining. So. That front seven, I'm looking forward. You still got you got the old with the new. You got Jalen Ferguson, who I think might just have that year. He might, with everybody leaving, it might be his breakout year. I said it. I, I said it now. Today is Daddy gonna get some sacks. March 17th, 8:44 Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> it will be Jalen Sack Daddy Ferguson breakout year. I love to hear that. I, I think that the Ravens are showing confidence in the young guys. And you also brought up Derek Wolf. Uh, can't believe I forgot to even put him in our little, like, I was writing down all the moves, but yeah. it, was, it was just too important. That, that was a great re-sign. I actually didn't think he'd come back. Um, after he yeah. tweeted out something that was like, you know, they don't they don't value you enough or something like that. And it was like, okay, it looks like he's pretty upset. Like, he's not getting the money that he wants. And I was like, 
darn, we're going to lose him, but I don't overpay. The Ravens got him on a great deal. Uh, three years, $12 million, I believe, is the specifics of the deal. That's yep. very, very, very good money. Money well spent. Uh, just going to play really solid, hard-nosed football for the Ravens. Um, and that defensive line has a lot of veteran guys, but it's also still got some room for some young guys. Uh, you know, we got Calais, we got Brandon Williams, we got Derek Wolf. And we also got the young guys, Jalen Ferguson. Um, we've got, you know, well, we used to have one guy, but now we got just Madubuke. <laughs> Uh, you know then in terms of the draft probably get somebody else you know to learn behind those guys but it's a solid deal um but there was also a trade today the ravens got their weapon lamar jackson is ready to terrorize the league as the ravens have traded a conditional seventh round pick for the weapon known as josh oliver okay (laughs) i can tell y'all something about josh oliver this man is a beast, okay? I'll have you know, he averaged five yards per reception last year on three receptions, okay? I guarantee you, if he stays on the Ravens roster, he's going to be very good. But the deal doesn't is actually a very smart move, in my opinion, because if he gets cut before you know the season, the rosters are finalized, the Ravens get their seventh round pick back. Um, so it's really just a boom, or um, you know, it's a no risk, high reward type of situation. They get their pick back, or they get a guy who has similar athleticism traits to um you know like a Hayden Hurst or or they just draft somebody you know because he wasn't good enough and he can't fit on the roster so in my opinion solid move um you know could be could be future pro bowler Josh Oliver out of San Diego State third round pick or it could be the no name that the Ravens traded for and got their pick back two months later so I don't know anything to add on on the greatness of Josh Oliver <laughs> Now, at least you gave him respect to look him up. I don't know nothing about the guy. So, hey, he has to show me what he does on the field, well, you know, and we keep him around. <laughs> I, th- I think I may become, like, a, a big Josh Oliver fan. I've never even watched his highlights, but <laughs> I think I may just hype him up uh, for no reason. Um, but that's going to do it for this segment. So if you're watching on YouTube, go check out, you know, the full podcast to see the rest of everything that we talk about. Otherwise, you have to wait a couple of days. Um, but – Let's get into this second segment, uh, talking about the guys that got away and, and really how much losing out on these free agents uh, is going to affect the Ravens. And the first one I got to talk about, I was so excited. I thought it was going to happen. I put out a video on it. Rodney Hudson, I was so ready. It was, you know, the stars aligned. Like the Ravens needed a center. Rodney Hudson, who was not expected to be released, allowed one sack in like four seasons, gets released. I was like, yes, this is the guy gets traded to Arizona. I was so disappointed. Um, So I think we can talk about him, but also the other centers that the Ravens missed out on. Uh, Corey Lindsley going to the Chargers and Alex Mack going to the 49ers because those are the three best centers available. Missed out on all of them, and center was the most needed position because somebody decided to forget the centers how to snap the football. Only thing I can say about that is you would, you definitely would think they'll make the the move on Roddy Hudson, but it's some effect of how they did the same thing with Zettler. They pretty much waited to the New York Giants. Oh yeah, we're releasing him. Boom! Immediately they're on the they're on the phone getting to work. So you you as a Ravens fan, listen to listen to Eric Costa. You listen to the conf, the, the conferences. Uh, you you hear him being interviewed. You know his thing he wants to do 
is get the line correct first. So with him saying that, you know, you did one move. You think you're going to pull the trigger again. Like, I'm not mad at Joe Tooney. I see, I understand why he got the money he did when he played in New England. He played center, left guard, and they put him on the outside as, as a tackle as well. So, I mean, hey, more power to that guy. You know, versatility on the offensive line, um, it gets you a long way. It obviously, show, it obviously shows. I mean, look at uh, I, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but y'all know y'all know those guys. Even Larry Allen played a bunch of positions on the offensive line, yeah. uh, Hall of Fame, I believe, typically right guard. But yeah, versatility is key. I mean, having guys that can plug in. The Ravens needed that last year. They needed somebody. I mean, they tried with the Tyree, but he, he was. I mean, he, I'll, I'll give it to him. He had his. He, he had be the best fullback on the Ravens. Yeah, so I mean, it, so if we do have to switch Patrick Ricard to tight end, we know who now is our starting fullback. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, cool, I'm cool with Gus and uh, JK running behind him. I'm fine with it. I mean, but you know, he pick up that football. He he was leveling defenders. So yes, he was ready. <laughs> I believe he also injured like his hamstring on that play. But yeah, no, no, no. He had a concussion protocol, McDonald. Oh. He had a well, that's that's. I think, I think I think one of the safeties. I think one of the safeties finally brought him down. <laughs> he was it was very unfortunate he's he's the greatest one play bust football carrier in in maybe nfl history i mean it was it was legendary well maybe besides that like patriots offensive lineman that returned that kick like 85 yards or whatever um against the packers on like sunday night football but the offensive lineman it hurts to lose them uh it's it's rough but obviously we did still get an offensive lineman it's not yeah. like we, we went over on the offensive lineman we got a one of the top guards in the you know free agency pool so missing out on the center yes it hurts but at the same time they they could still go after you know some of the lower end guys or also just draft somebody to plug in hopefully you know somebody good creed humphrey maybe um honestly in my opinion i think they're going to try to I think with them not going at the center, I think they're actually giving more trust into either Bradley Bozeman or what is what's the other guy? He has two last names, Castillo. Oh yeah, I, yeah, 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 uh, Castillo. Yeah, that that's one of the names. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I, I think mean, he played two, nice. He played two solid games at center. So I mean, I'm trying. I'm uh, and and Eric DeCosta, we trust. We're trusting the bank. Yep. Yep. Uh, so moving on from the, the offensive lineman, which is a little bit more boring, auto range fans, uh, including myself, kind of wanted them to go after, you know, kind of a an edge, an edge rusher. Um, you know, I still wanted them to go after my goal was really, I mean, Michael's working out great. Don't sign a wide receiver, sign an offensive lineman, re-sign Bowser and McPhee. So far, so good. Um, but they they were kind of rumored to be interested in like Carlos Dunlap and Hassan Reddick. So we can talk about, you know, those guys, but there were other guys, you know, Jack Barrett, Leonard Floyd, um, Jadavion Clowney still available. So possibly, but they have a sign, you know, kind of a top end edge rusher that can really go after the sacks because that that's really something that the Ravens have shown that they've needed um, against the chiefs, against the bills, not being able to generate pressure on your own uh, because we saw what Matthew Judon tried to do and it did not work. He tried to do it for three years in a row, and it still did not work. Um, so said, "Yeah, they said they said adios because he couldn't do what he was going to get paid to do." Um, 
So they haven't signed anybody yet. Is this is this concerning to you? Do, are you worried that like they haven't brought in any edge rushers? Like like our edge rushers are are Pernell McPhee, Jalen Ferguson, and Tyus Bowser. I like them all. They're all good players, but like they're not like true edge rushers. They're kind of like plug and play, young, versatile type of players. That um, am I worried? No. But simple fact is Ravens football. And this is just not this is not me being a Ravens fan. This is me being a watch. This is me being a football connoisseur. This is me understanding the game. Um Wink, if you know, if you had watched Ravens football, Wink Martindale, Rex Ryan, you know, those type of defensive coordinators, Marvin Lewis, they have systems where they can beat some of the best offenses. So with that being said, Wink Martindale, if you find the right pieces to put together in this system, I mean, hey, they're going to shine. And understand this, y'all, every time someone leaves the Ravens, especially defense, how many times, how many players have y'all seen go to a Pro Bowl? Ask, ask me that question. Did Zadarius Smith go to a Pro Bowl? That may be one. <laughs> that's like the that's like the worst example. <laughs> or Dallas Thomas. I mean, I think he I think he got another Super Bowl ring with uh the Patriots. Yep. But other than that, you know, you don't you didn't hear too much about these guys. That's true. That is very true. Like Zedary Smith is is definitely an outlier in that sense. I mean, you look at Pernell McPhee. Uh Pernell McPhee played for the Ravens, uh, was very solid, won a ring, left uh to Chicago. Yep. Eh, didn't really do too much. Uh, then he came back to Baltimore, and he and he played. So I'm not saying he was bad in Chicago, but it was like he never was able to blossom. And that's that's why the Ravens so often let guys go is because they understand that their scheme, their honestly their mantra of Ravens football is able to is able to have great defenses. And so I think not signing guys, and and really I think they're putting a lot of faith in the draft. Um, and let's not forget, they actually got Chauncey Rivers too on the um, on the uh, practice squad as well. Um, <laughs> he did have he did have a good season when he finally transferred. I forgot which school it was. I think it was Mississippi State. I think he transferred actually to Mississippi State as he left JUCO. Yeah, but, yeah. But Chauncey Rivers had a pretty good uh, he had a pretty good season on that edge as well. So I mean, look at we you know and then. Don't be surprised if in the third round we draft uh, Roche out of University of Miami. Look him up, y'all. Maryland boy, Randall's term. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the draft is going to be key uh, for this offseason because, I mean, a lot of Ravens fans, I mean, you know, we're talking about the ones that got away. I mean, you got to bring up the wide receiver position. Uh, a lot of Ravens fans, not myself, I was adamant against the wide receivers. Um, unless they were like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay, but I didn't think the Ravens would even sign them because they wouldn't have the money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys got away, whether it's lower end Curtis Samuel or it's Kenny Galladay, Juju's up in the air. I like Juju. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if the Ravens signed him, but, you know, they haven't signed anybody at the wide receiver position and they're all going other places. So I think, you know, I don't think the Ravens are missing out just because I think they really have faith. One, I mean, they're showing a lot of faith in T. Martin, um, wide receivers coach um, from Tennessee. But they're also 
having faith in Eric DaCosta and in, in, in his drafting skills. Yeah. He's been pretty decent in terms of the draft. Um, like I, a lot of random fans, I'll get into it later. I'll get into it later. Um, so make sure to check out the next <laughs> you know, segment. Make sure to check you know, out. The past two drafts, you know, them. Um, everybody that they, you know, he drafted. Didn't, they did some did some work, but yeah. <laughs> so overall, I mean, he's just they've just been good at, at being able to plug in holes and fixing up the offensive line, I think was more of a priority for them. And that's what they yeah. said. So missing out, yes, sort of missing out, but at the same time, you know, the Ravens have a plan. This isn't the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks went in, their quarterback is like to, like said, Hey, you guys need to fix up the offensive line. You need to get, you know a defense and everything. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to sign anybody. I think eventually they signed Gerald Everett and they downgraded at cornerback. Like, like they literally did not. And they had cap space. Like, you know, just be glad that, you know, that we're not, you know, Seahawks fans because they, they're getting destroyed by the front office. Uh, they're not doing anything. They have like four picks um, in the draft, no first rounder. So overall, I think the Ravens are doing very solid. Um, and they, they're following their plan, you know, fix up the offensive line, maintain the guys that they have, um, that they see a part of their future. And then they still have some money. They got money left over. They, they can still make a play for, I'm hoping Jadavian Clowney, that would be my ideal guy. Um, but don't worry, they're not done yet. Um, is there anybody else that you think that the Ravens kind of missed out on, Joshua? Um, honestly... If we would have made a, if he would have made another splash, I would have said Shaq, just Shaq Barrett, um, putting a putting a Tyus Bauer and a Shaq Barrett across from each other. I can just only imagine how much uh, havoc they would wreak. Honestly, um, I'm actually kind of interested in the Juju uh, signing. The reason I and. And if we, you know, if we miss out on it, I won't be mad. But you bringing that, uh, you reuniting him with his coach, one of his coaches from USC. Yep. If we actually, and, and if we, and if we real about it, uh, Juju will actually bring a more excitement to the wide receiver core. Yes, I know we have Miles Boykins. Yes, we do have uh, Devin Duvernay. We have James Prochet, and we have Mister Hollywood Brown. But at the same time, you still need guys that can help, you know, produce. So, you know, I'm 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 gonna say this because, of course, you know, Eric DeCosta, the whole Ravens front office, like you said, we have a formula, we have a plan, and y'all know in the draft. So don't y'all start crying if we don't get a player that y'all do not want. But in that first, that if one of, if the wide receivers that we've been calling out get picked. Um, I see us going at edge rusher with the best one available and with our first pick. If Amon Ra St. Brown is available in the second round, I see us striking the match. You're not, you have two USC guys that's good with the route running, good, good, good with hands, better, better speed, and they have a coach that coach that they can actually relate to. And then, you know, we're actually strengthening the offensive line. We may have something we, we may, we may have something going. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think I, I think that's pretty good for kind of this segment. And um, so thank you all for watching on YouTube. You know, subscribe to the Ravens content for listening on the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't worry, we're still going, but still check out the YouTube. Uh, good stuff. Um, but let's get into it. The best segment, my favorite segment. <laughs> this is where it's my time to shine. Um, and if for people that clicked on the video because of the title. Just know this segment is called Is This Stupid? This is from our podcast, TTB, uh, or the Trust the Bank podcast. Go check it out um, you know, on all the platforms or check out the previous videos uploaded to see the rest of the podcast. But this is called Is This Stupid? Okay, so I bring a, a probably very stupid take, a an opinion that I thought of. Maybe it's a plan. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's a you know something that they should do. And I, I'll bring it up. Joshua does not know what it is. But I'll bring it up and I'll make the kind of case for it. And then we'll discuss. Is the is the take just stupid? Yeah, we can dismiss it. Or is there like something to the take? And the last one was that the Ravens should trade Mark Andrews. And, and Joshua was very surprised by it. Uh, but here we go. Here's the take and then I'll give my explanation. Eric DaCosta is not a good general manager. I see this one a lot. I see this one a lot on Twitter, especially right now. Um, a lot of people getting very mad at Eric DeCosta. And obviously a lot of like non-Ravens fans, you know, Steelers fans and, and Browns fans, they're like, oh, Eric DeCosta sucks. But I've seen Ravens fans saying it. And th- their idea is, oh, he's not helping Lamar. He's not getting him his wide receivers. Why is Eric DeCosta not stepping in and, you know, making these, you know, executive decisions to fire a guy like Greg Roman. Why is he not doing this type of thing as the general manager? He's in charge of the entire organization under him and he's not making those big moves. And then you look at, you know, his draft history and what people say, Oh, he drafted miles Boykin over Terry McLaurin. He drafted Hollywood Brown over DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Like you look at those types of moves and and it, it makes you question, is this guy really, the one that he lives up to. Like, like is Eric DeCosta really the, the great general manager that everybody thinks of? So that's the case. Um, Joshua, I, I want you to respond to Eric DeCosta. He, he's bad. He's not a good GM. Uh, damn. <laughs> I don't know why it's warming that one, man. Uh, is Eric DeCosta pretty much a dumbass? No. Um, why not? Nah, nah, nah. I want to say, nah, I want to say he's a dumbass. I want to say that. I want to say he's stupid. I want to say that, um, he's an ignoramus. I want to say that. No, I want to say that. Uh, <laughs> I really don't feel it's you know what? I would say this if he was truly a stupid guy, it would be Washington and Dwayne Haskins all over again. I would think it would be worse. Because Lamar Jackson actually produces. No offense, Dwayne, you had a rough step. You know, you 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 pretty much had your office alignment laughing at you when you know you asked when you asked them, you know, what you want me to do. Look, what can I ask the coach? Um I feel like Eric DaCosta. Let me take this back. Has Eric DaCosta done enough to help Lamar? No, not yet. The only thing he's did, in my opinion, is get him another running back that can run the ball good to replace Mark Ingram, and to get him one of his um, his buddies from from Florida. 
Now, he got him an offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, he, he is helping him to a degree. I mean, supposedly he's working on talking about, you know, getting an extension for, for, for him with Mark Andrews and also working out his extension. Um, he thought he was doing something right by Miles Boykins. Miles Boykins is uh, – he's like a shooting star. You, you see it every once in a while. <laughs> so I can't say Eric DeCosta is not – like tending to Lamar's needs. Um, do I agree with everything, every move he's made? Fuck no. I mean, let's be real about it. I, I don't. So, you know, I, me personally, as a Ravens fan, do I want, did I want a little splash here and there? Yes, I did. Because this is one, we, we, we've been talking about it for centuries, I feel like. We don't have that over-the-top play. So, I, I, don't, I don't feel like Eric DaCosta is um, – I don't feel like he's stupid. I just I just feel like uh, he pulls the trigger too late on certain things. Okay. Okay. I'm going to disagree with my take. Well, okay, it wasn't my take. It's not my take. I, I'm not a believer in Eric DaCosta. Is bad. I'm a firm believer that Eric DaCosta is one of the best general managers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And why that is, is first of all, he, he learned under Ozzie Newsom. Um, yeah. Shout out to Ozzie Newsom. And, and Eric DaCosta is not some, some newbie that just walked into a general manager position. He was working with Ozzie Newsom for years. He, he, was, he was definitely involved in drafting Lamar Jackson. He was involved in all of those conversations. So, you know, when people say, oh, when he first got a chance, you know, he drafted. It's like, no, he was in Ozzy's. He was with Ozzy, and Ozzy was like, I'm handing the keys over to you. I, I I, can almost guarantee you that Ozzy was like, hey, Eric, you know, you're going to have the keys. If I got you Lamar Jackson, would that be, like, good? Because Ozzy wouldn't be like, hey, yeah, you're next. Deal with this quarterback. I'm going to draft him. Maybe he's good or not. No, he probably was like, hey, man, you're taking over next year. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this move? And, and, and I, I would assume that he said yes. And, and what he's done is he – don't forget what the Ravens were in, at the state that they were in when he took over. What was that team? It was, it was John Brown was the number one wide receiver? Like, like they didn't have anybody. You're like, saying you had Mike Wallace? Yeah, like Mike – like, they didn't have anybody when Lamar Jackson took the, took the Ravens to the playoffs. They had, a, they had a rookie – they had Michael Crabtree and John Brown were the wide receivers that Lamar Jackson was working with. And yes, John Brown is solid, but like the, the scheme was completely different. In one offseason, he was able to completely revitalize the entire team to be able to at least fit what Lamar Jackson could do. That is not something that every general manager would do for their quarterback. Heck, you look at what most of the young quarterbacks go through. They don't. They don't get him an offensive line. Eric DaCosta was like, hey, yeah, what do we got to do? Extend Ronnie Stanley. Boom. Major contract. Seal up that left side. What do we got to do? We need a right tackle. Boom. Let's draft Orlando Brown right there. Oh, he needs a young wide receiver. Let's draft Hollywood Brown. Okay. Now, if you look at the tape and you're like, oh, why did they draft Hollywood Brown over DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf wasn't a first-round wide receiver. Um, was DK Metcalf better than, like, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? Yes, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was taken way too early. But Hollywood Brown was – Hollywood or A.J. Brown were the, were the two picks that you could go with. And 
the Ravens issue is that they don't have like a, a good development of wide receivers, but like Hollywood Brown hasn't been bad. He's got, he's got what 16 touchdowns or, or 15 touchdowns in his first two years. Yeah. He told me that when the Ravens drafted a first round wide receiver, which they've never been able to do successfully. And you're like, yeah, the guy has first 15 touchdowns in the first two years. Do you think any Ravens fan would be like, that's a bad pick? No. You'd be like, wow, we didn't draft a guy with bricks for hands that can't catch anything and is supposed to be fast, but he plays like he's running in mud. Rashad Perryman. Um, <laughs> no, no. He drafted somebody with speed that was coming off of an injury, and he was able to build a scheme that helped him out. And you look at what the Ravens are trying to do in the offseason, and it's like, oh, they don't make big splash plays. They don't sign these big wide receivers. Let me tell you, Ravens fans, wide receivers do not win you championships. You look at the premier wide receivers in the NFL, how often do they win you championships? Julio Jones, how many Super Bowls he got? None. Michael Thomas, none. Randy Moss, none. I believe Terrell Owens, none. Terrell Owens may have won with the 49ers. I'm not 100% sure on that. So, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Larry Fitzgerald, none. Calvin, none. They they don't win. Um, Other than Jerry Rice, but he played with Joe Montana, so we'll give him a pass. But you look at these top-tier guys, DeAndre Hopkins, none. They get paid a ton of money to be the single wide receiver. And, yes, that's nice. Uh, You know, it helps out your quarterback. But at the same time, paying a wide receiver a ton of money um, is hindering your offense. Like, like, yeah, sure, especially in a running offense. If you're in a run-first scheme and you pay a wide receiver $15 million a year, that you're overpaying. Like, that's not what you need. Like, that, that's one of the things that the Ravens fans want. They want these big splashes. What did he do? Eric DaCosta was able to trade a fifth-round pick and a backup linebacker for a pro bowler in Marcus Peters. What GM is what GM is pulling that off mid-season? He sees, okay, we struggled. We've lost two games in a row uh, to the Chiefs and to the Browns. And then I believe they won their next game, and then they made the trade. Uh, but he goes out and he's like, man, we got to step. Something's wrong with our defense. They're, they're scoring a little bit too much. He goes, hey, L.A., I, I got this Kenny Young guy, and I've got uh, I've got a fifth-round pick. Why don't I send him over your way? You sent us a, a Pro Bowl cornerback. In his first game, Marcus Peters had a pick six against Russell Wilson in, in maybe the most pivotal game in the last three years for the Ravens, yep. uh, barring playoff games. That game right there, Marcus Peters made the difference, and that all happened because of Eric DaCosta. He, he traded a, a fifth-round pick for a pro bowler in Calais Campbell. Like, like he, he does that type of thing, and, and he doesn't get the credit because he doesn't make the flashy move, but he makes the Raven move. Uh, yes, he's different from, Eric, from Ozzie Newsom. Um, you look at the way he drafts, he typically drafts more offensive. You know, he's not drafting, you know, an Alabama linebacker every draft. <laughs> what? I like that's 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 the only reason, you know, I like Eric so much more because we're gonna always have a defense. But if we don't tend to our offense, we can't keep on having those guys out on the field. I mean, we've seen what happened. They keep on but they don't get no break over the top. Oh yeah, we want to just run it. Boom, up the hole. That's why. So, is Eric still stupid? <laughs> Y'all let us know. Is Eric still stupid? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like Eric DeCosta has done so much that that doesn't get noticed, and he's also he's also great at working the cap. That's another thing that that he doesn't get credit for. He's very smart when it comes to the extensions, um, bringing people back. That type of thing. That, that's not something that's easy. There are a lot of teams that really struggle 
with figuring out how to retain players. He's not one of those guys. He he learned from Ozzy, and Ozzy knew. You got to let guys walk. You cannot overpay. Eric DaCosta, th- this is one of the, the boldest moves I've seen from, I believe, a first-year general manager. He's got a Pro Bowl middle linebacker that was drafted by his predecessor, one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL. And he says, we'll give you this much money. C.J. Mosley, the leader of the defense, the player that had the game-sealing interception to send the Baltimore Ravens to the playoffs. And Eric Costa says, I'm sorry, you can go. And he goes to the Jets. Like, like that takes balls, but it was smart. Like, he's not going to overpay, and he understands that. He's going to let guys walk. He let Matthew Judon walk. Like, he understands not paying for guys by paying them too much. And that's something that he doesn't get credit for. And Ravens fans, you know, we talked about it earlier in the episode. You know, the Ravens have a plan. Eric DaCosta is also very upfront about what he's doing. Like, he'll go into a press conference and he'll be like, hey, this is what we're doing. We need to address the offensive line. Like, a lot of guys are like, yeah, we'll kind of look around at some other positions, see what we can do. And Eric DaCosta's like, no, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm going to try and do. Talking with Lamar, trying to get that contract fit situated. And then, you know, I'm, we're going to do this. And, and he's so good at it. And and no general manager is perfect. Not every draft is going to be perfect. But you can't fault him for Miles Boykin not seeming to have a work ethic after being drafted. Like, like Miles Boykin was a good prospect. The issue is he got to the league and it doesn't seem like he works on anything. Um, he doesn't have that that drive, that effort. Like that's not Eric DaCosta's fault. Yeah, sure. That that's more scouting department, if anything. You know, oh, they didn't realize that he doesn't have a work ethic, that type of thing. Like Eric DaCosta is a is an elite general manager. Is he the best in the NFL? No, but he's he's definitely in the in the top, I would say top five. Um, but the guys, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you know the Ravens aren't signing big name wide receivers, but wide receivers don't win. Um, so stop freaking out about that. He's built, he changed his entire system. He's made gutsy moves that have paid off, and he's and he's great in in finding trades and things of that nature. So yeah. I just had to say that. Um, but you know, if you're a believer that Eric Costa sucks, comment it down below. Um, let me know. Is this stupid? Eric Costa is not a good general manager. I think it's absolutely stupid. I I think it's or I I'm a big believer. You know, I I am a I'm a firsthand member of the in Eric Costa we trust fan club. Um, I'm all in on an EDC we trust. So, Not for real, man. And you got anything else, Joshua? As far as, as far as this take, man, man, listen. I'm just looking forward to what the people are going to come and say. I, I look forward to getting to some good old healthy banter with other Ravens uh, fans and non-Raven fans. <laughs> yeah i mean it'll be it'll be interesting so make sure to comment down below um i'm gonna reply to, to everybody that comments you know their opinions that type of thing um let us know if you have any like guys that you want us to you know because free agency is not wrapping up but it's kind of ending um you know focusing more on the draft different players you know comparing players you know bateman versus terrence marshall and and different edge rushes and that type of thing we can definitely start looking into that i have to do research i'm not i'm not a scouting report master by any means so i can look into that and everything um but you know thank you everybody for listening to the podcast make sure to check out the youtube channel everybody watching on youtube make sure to hit the subscribe button for daily ravens content uh, but also check out the podcast um 
give it a give it a five star rating on on Apple Podcast and and stuff like that. Trust the bank, uh, but TTB Ravens Media on YouTube. Joshua, it's been fun. Um, but everybody, thanks for listening. See you again uh, next week. Hey man, y'all have a good one.